Hey folks, in this interview, I'm talking with Katerina Primfors about her work shooting ballet. This is Twitter. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of This Week in Photo. I'm your host, Frederick Van Johnson. Today, we're traveling all the way to Dubai from California to talk with Katerina about some amazing work that she's put together. Um, we're going to dive in deep. We don't have a whole lot of time, but I want to dive in and get an idea of the, this project that she's put together or that she's shooting or that she shot, the, the, the driving force behind that. Um, and you can read all about this in the the companion article on fullblographer.com. But I want to I want to dive in and get a little bit get a little bit deeper and take some different angles. So, Katharina, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. it's good to have you. It is really good to have you. Uh, you know, you are right now sitting in Dubai. I got to tell you. Dubai is on my list of cities that I absolutely have to to go visit. I got to climb to the top of that, the tallest building in the world. <laughs> if I, if they let me up there, I need to do that. So tell me about that. First, tell us about yourself. Tell us about Katharina and what, what makes, what's your driving force that, that pushes you to create these amazing images that you create? So um, I'm Swedish. I was born in Sweden and I left when I was about 11 and have lived in Pakistan and Turkey and California. Mm -hmm. and um and also in france and england and i ended up in dubai when i was 18 years old and i walked into a newspaper and i said hi <laughs> i'm really good photographer you should hire me and i only had a couple of pieces um i'd only been shooting for the high school newspaper um and i think they just i don't know they just took a chance and um i got a job with them and i started shooting um, for this newspaper, um, and it was a really interesting time. Um, I stayed for almost a year, and then I started assisting an architectural photographer for four years almost. So that's kind of where my training happened, really. Um, and I've been um, working in the com commercial sphere in, in, in the United Arab Emirates um, since 1992. So I've been here um, quite a while now. Wow. Wow. Okay. So you're not a visitor. You're a resident. <laughs> I am. So what, what's life like there? What's life like in Dubai for a photographer? You know, and I, you know, me and I'm asking selfishly because one day I'm going to go there. What if I, if I show up in Dubai, what, what do I have to expect? It's actually a, like a super vibrant community and it's a very arty community. It, it wasn't when I first arrived. I mean, I was the only female photographer here. Um, and that obviously has changed in, in you know in the last twenty eight years. Um, now it's 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 a really amazing place to be. You're also in the kind of I feel like we're in the middle of the world there because we are you know four hours to Kenya. You're a couple of hours to um, you know to Jordan, Afghanistan. Four hours to you know um, Sri Lanka and Maldives. Um, so it, it kind of you can hop on a plane. Well. Not right now, but you yeah. could hop on a plane and, and and be anywhere, you know, within four or five hours. And I and I love that. So I've worked in the whole region for for you know, I'm traveling and it's been, you know, Saudi and Bahrain and Qatar and all these places. So I feel I feel very much at home in this part of the world. And when I go back to Europe, I feel a little 
like I say hi to everyone and people are like, why is she saying hi to us? You know, because here it's more like, hi, how are you doing? You know, it's very friendly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow. That's, that, that's so exciting. Yeah. And that city that, that whenever I see pictures, like pictures of Dubai are on my screensaver on my television. So, you know, whenever that comes up, I'm just thinking that just looks like a city of the future. It looks like if you and this is kind of what they did. It looks like when you, if you had a blank canvas and you said, you know what, I want to build and money's no object, obviously. You say, I want to build the best city that I can possibly build. This is I the city that you would build. That's what I it feels like. I think it's very much like that. It is so modern um, in, you know, in so many ways of, of, you know, the way you conduct your daily life. It's all online and it's kind of, you can, you can it's, it's so accessible. Uh, <laughs> I have to say that this morning, well, it's actually, today is the day of, um, summer and fall right the equinox i think mm -hmm. yep. and today we've had and yesterday we've had fog and it happens when it changes weather here from summer you know being really really hot so i think every photographer in dubai on instagram today and yesterday have had fog pictures you know every <laughs> everyone wakes up and they're like wow summer is over let's go out and shoot dubai and fog. yeah it's oh. insane ah uh, you know that that's the thing you know photographers if you 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 know, if you're in a place without stunning places to photograph, it's kind of like torture, right? Because you have, oh, I got all this amazing gear and software and all this, but I don't have anything to take photos of. It sounds like you you have what you need to shoot and the locations to go shoot when when you're able to travel. So you're you're living, yeah. it's living like the dream. And summer here is super hot, right? So it's yeah. you know fifty Celsius. So it's it's kind of you don't go out really during the day at all. Um, yeah, for, yeah. For four months. Yeah. Well, let, let's switch gears and, and talk about mm -hmm. um, your work with the ski school and and how that came about. Can you give me give me a little bit of a, a background on that project? Right. So um, I do um, a lot of philanthropic um, um, projects every year. Um, I'm also part of a, a collective of photographers. Um, and we tend to go to to places, um, but this one in particular um, happened because my my husband's boss is from Italy um, and she was advising um, the ski school um, of Cormayeur in Italy and the ski um, association of Cormayeur and the ski guides of Cormayeur um, on a brochure they were making and she um, had a look at it and you know they were coming up with ideas and she's like I know this photographer she should come and do this she does a lot of these projects so um, I became involved in uh, just in the new year of 2019 and we started talking about it I got really excited because I love skiing and I thought I was heading you know over there to do this project on skis going up in the mountains but it took so long for us to organize everything so it, eventually um, I flew in July of that year in 2019 and uh, and the whole project kind of had to be rethought because it was supposed to be, uh, you know, in, in the snow um, um, uh, with the ballerinas and the ski guides and, and the ski instructors and obviously because um, the ski instructors are not really operating in the summer. We had to incorporate them in, in you know, other ways. And it was more on a logistical level that they got involved. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been, uh, it was a really, really amazing and fun project to be involved with. Yeah, I was, I was reading um, the, the photographer article 
or your notes for the for the article, and I read that there was a a temperature shift kind of moving <laughs> moving from Dubai and 50, 50 Celsius weather to freezing glacial weather. How was that, and how did you manage that as a photographer? Um, yeah, so I you know I consider myself really tough. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and I, you know, like I was like my toes. I can't feel my toes. You hit the <laughs> limits of your toughness, Katarina. <laughs> I think it was just, you know, I, you know, been traveling. I kind of got there, and as soon as I got there, we were straight up the gondola, straight up to three thousand six hundred meters, and you know, we went out there, and, and we kind of did everything quite quickly. Um, and I kind of hadn't uh, organized myself, you know, with with my clothes. Uh, so that that first recce day was was pretty cold. After that, I, I you know I organized myself and I, I got I got better dressed, yeah. more sensibly dressed. Um, yeah. But it, it was um, yeah you know and it's interesting because you know I know all the pitfalls of shooting in the heat here, mm-hmm. and uh, what we have to do to protect you know our cameras and and you know laptops or what it would take outside. What do you what do you have to do to protect your gear in in that kind of just sort of top of the spectrum heat? Um well you can do things like just you know taking it kind of in and out of cars or as soon as you kind of stop shooting you because when you shoot in such extreme weather um you know you can't really shoot in the middle of the day. I mean you can but you know, you can only last so long in that heat. Um, mm-hmm. We quite often have foreign crews that come over and, and kind of like me going to the mountains going, oh, I can deal with this. But, you know, people fall like flies and they just they just don't, you know, rehydrate. And so, you know, you can put little towels around your neck. You can keep chilling. You can keep drinking water and taking electrolytes and things like that. Um, as far as computers, I just leave them in the car and I... I Honestly, tell my client, if you want to shoot in the summer, sorry, you can't see anything. Um, you have to wait. You have to do it the good old fashioned way. Trust the photographer. Um, <laughs> yeah, film, like film days, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so and, and sometimes the cameras just shut down and, and, you know, the phones go before the cameras, to be honest. Um, the phones just say overheating and they shut down. Um, so wow. that's when you know it's hot. Wow. That's, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's unimaginable. Yeah. And then I can't imagine how it affects your creativity, you know, in that if, if you need to shoot in that level of discomfort, you know, but still keep your compositional mind about you and and your technical sort of skills to get the shot. Does it affect you at all? Or are you kind of used to it? I could do it in heat, but I was very surprised at how my brain slowed in the cold. You know, it's like you, you, you start slurring your words and really yeah i felt i felt a little like you know and, <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> this That's is <not> interesting <laughs> my camera well, okay. perfectly <laughs> Hey, Katrina, I want to I switch gears a little bit and talk about yeah. the the this ballet project and the relationship of that project to cystic fibrosis and and why they're why you chose to tie them together. Can you give us a little color around that? Yeah. So um, basically, what happened is one of the the young ski guides, Eduardo, he has cystic fibrosis um, um, very badly, and um, the Cormayeur is such a such a community village. It's absolutely amazing to 
you know, I'd been there for half a day and I walk down the street and people are like, ciao, Katarina, you know, and I'm like, I, do I know them? <laughs> so they all <laughs> knew I was there for this project. And uh, yeah. and uh, so obviously with this um, young young man who is a ski instructor um, suffering quite badly, I, I think the village, they just decided let's support this cystic fibrosis. Let's get everyone together. The dance company is obviously, you know, instrumental in this um, and the ski um, the ski and the mountain guides uh, and everyone came together to just lend this support and I just kind of came into this community and they're they're just kind of holding me up going and kind of shifting me along and saying look we are going to um, show you all these things then you decide what you want to do creatively and then we'll do it whatever you want and so it was it, it, it was absolutely amazing to just kind of come into that so much positivity to to make something work for 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 a foundation like cystic fibrosis of italy yeah no absolutely that and that's you know it's interesting that when i when i speak with photographers that have that are, are pointing their cameras and their work and their projects at at larger issues like this you know and and trying to make an, a positive impact on things that are happening in the world and using the camera kind of you know even even tangentially photojournalistically to kind of show the insides of of a particular issue what when you went into this project versus when you came out of this project did you notice any any differences in how you perceive things and cystic fibrosis and people that are afflicted with it well you know it's like i do i do a lot of these projects and and a lot of the issues i i don't really know much about and yeah. then i get asked you know would you like to do that i'm like yes and I think one of the reasons is that I learned something new. You know, when you do commercial photography, it's very rare that the client really asks you to research their company or, you know, they might give you a visual guidelines or brand guidelines. You get to know that, but that's kind of as, as deep as it goes. But with these projects, you know, they're inviting you to learn as much as you can and inviting you to meet people from their organization and you know, talk to people like Eduardo and, you know, see what, what the issue really is. So it's it's such a learning curve for me, you know, learning about them. And they get, you know, they get images in return that they can use to raise money. So I think it's kind of a win-win situation. And I think, you know, I'm very lucky to be a photographer and I'm lucky to, you know, pre-COVID to be really, really busy. Um, that, you know, giving back like this is... is is the one thing that I want to do and always have done, I guess. I just, I want to be able to, to use this talent that I have to, to give as much as I can. Yeah. I love that. I love it. Use your, use your superpowers for good, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about like, preparation for these types of, for these types of shoots, you know, and, I want to do the kind of fire and ice preparation. Like if you're if you're preparing for a shoot that's you know local in a in an arid hot climate like Dubai versus preparation to travel away from home to a, you know in a location like in Italy where it's cold. What what are the different you know other than wearing lots of clothes gear wise? How do you how do you get prepared to make sure that you're you're able to get the shot when you get on the ground? Um, when I prepare here, I obviously can just load up my car and, um, yeah. you know, and I, I, 
I can put in, you know, many different cameras and, um, and you know, and, and kind of gadgets to play and lights if I want. And in this instance, um, you know, I pack very light when I travel, especially like this, because it wasn't, you know, I, I didn't really have money for excess luggage. I was trying to keep it really lean because mm-hmm. I don't want to travel there and waste their money. You know, they were paying for my for my ticket, for example, but I don't want to get a huge excess luggage bill because that kind of takes away the point of me going and, and yeah. helping them out. Um, so, you know, I, I, I pack everything and, and I have this really geeky little thing that I have my, you know, list of packing and I, I have to touch everything in my bag to make sure it's there because, you know, it's happened that you go away and suddenly you're like, where's the camera? No, maybe yeah. like 30 years ago, but not, hasn't happened recently <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um yeah so so it's very much just you know checking that i have everything and 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 i was kind of a little cautious with you know with with the cold and i wasn't really sure what we were shooting you know it wasn't it wasn't you know totally determined we had ideas of where we wanted to, to be but nothing could really be set in stone until we did the recce um, so anyways, I had my um, my camera system and laptops and hard drives and all that. And I had I bought cold warmers for my hands, um, <laughs> which I forgot. yeah, which I forgot in the in the room. So I never took them up on the mountain, um, you know, um, just things like that. And I, 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 I trust all my equipment and I, I know what it can do. Um, I was a little concerned with the cold and the batteries, but, you know, the camera just uh, was amazing. So that was fine. And um, and when we were shooting on the glacier, it was it was quite uh, windy and cold, and you know the girls were in their ballet dresses, so it's not like we could, we couldn't stay for you know five hours solidly on the ice. It just wasn't feasible. So we were kind of going you know back and forwards a bit. So you'd shoot a little bit, warm up, shoot shoot more, go warm up. That kind of that kind of flow. Yeah, or just off the ice, you know. And there was a yeah. little a little hut nearby um you know to go warm up was quite a uh, quite a way away so um and it wasn't that easy it was quite a mission to get everyone kind of up uh, up to gondolas and then up uh, to the to the top level and then we had to go down and out on the ice and um wow. so like um, an adventure. yeah <laughs> you know for sure and i I really wanted to do much more and I wanted to go further and higher and longer. And, but, you know, at, at one point you kind of realize that no, it's logistically, you have these girls, you know, they are your number one concern and, and, mm-hmm. you know, safety is always, you know, it has to be, if it's just me on my own and a guide, you know, we can do whatever. But when there are young, you know, young kids around, you know, these girls are under 18, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you stay safe. Yeah, just safety first. Yeah, you don't want anyone getting hurt because that, like you said, that kind of negates the whole purpose of the shoot. And yeah, yeah. it turns a, turns an adventure into a you know a bad story or a cautionary tale. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, I remember moving backwards, and I wasn't on a rope. I was, you know, there are these little trails you can stay on. I kept moving back, and they're like, hey, "It's enough. Okay, okay, it's enough." And I was like, "Okay, okay, I better stop," <laughs> you know, because I'm moving in towards the crevice. And <laughs> yeah, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm getting a little nervous just thinking about that. Um, 
you know, you you mentioned so the the camera that you're using, you're you know, you've used the same camera that you were that you use in and around the you know sort of Dubai region, and you know in the freezing cold up there. What are you shooting with? Um, I'm shooting with the GFX 50s, um, and it's yeah, it's 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 great. Ever since I tried it, um, you know, I think I've been waiting for this camera to come out, and I think a lot of people had. You know, it was yeah. there was nothing in the market, and then it came out, and you know, I tried it. I was like, this is mine. I'm taking this I'm taking <laughs> this camera. And for me, you know, I I'm I'm really active, and I I I I kind of wanted a you know, like a, a smaller type camera I could run with and climb mountains and climb rooftops and trees and kind of jump around. And I very often just walk with the people I'm shooting or, you know, and, and, and I kind of want to be a little bit unobtrusive, yet a lot of my work goes up on really high-end, you know, like posters or billboards or, you know, so the quality has to be really good for a lot of the branding and advertising agencies. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I felt that this camera was just uh, is great for for everything um, really that I do today. And then what what what's the your go to lens or lenses that kind of go with you everywhere? Um, well, now it's the forty five I take everywhere, and I kind of just take that and the twenty three mil as well. So I kind of just keep those two, but uh, yeah, I have my eye on you know all of all of the lenses, and they're fantastic. <laughs> yeah. um, the one yeah. ten for portraits is you know it's it's like it's unbelievable. Um, so um, yeah, you know whenever they come out with a new one, I'm like no, I, I don't come out with more because I I can't buy it, I can't afford it. Yeah, <laughs> the photographer's curse, you know, it's you know camera bags, the next camera, and lenses, right? <laughs> you can never. Yeah. Never have enough of any of those things, Katarina. Um, yeah. I want to. I want to just sort of end it with what's next for you. You know, what's your next project, or what are you working on now? You know, I know we're we're in the middle of the pandemic. Hopefully, towards the end of the pandemic. But uh, what what are you working on these days? Um, well, I have a. I haven't really worked very much. I've, I've done a couple of personal projects during lockdown, which has been really fantastic. Um, one of them I've been involved with the uh, women photography. Um, something called the uh, um, uh, WP Journal, um, which is um, 400 women that kind of came together during the, the lockdown period and then created these um, journals throughout the whole period. And that's been really instrumental in, in me kind of creating and, and, you know, turning stuff in every week, um, even though I haven't had any actual commissioned work. Um, Dubai is um, just, you know, opening up um quite a lot i'd say you know schools have started and things like that okay. um and i'm um currently um i have a couple of big projects in the pipeline um that i'm researching um they're actually um commercial projects but it's kind of documentary style you know what i what i kind of specialize in doing for for uh, image libraries and, and things like that and, and mm -hmm. so they kind of take up that time plus i'm uh, I'm uh, updating my website. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, we were we were looking at your website before we started, which yeah. is beautiful. The website is is what what's oh, you just need to add new work to it. I'm assuming, right? Yeah, it's been you know it's been five seven years of of um, of you know you know a lot changed in that time, and I I've, I've, I shoot quite a lot, you know. Um, yeah. 
So a lot of this like architecture stuff, it's, you know, that has to totally be updated. And, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, and you know, I've been here um, a long time and I've just actually invested in a great scanner. So I have all my um, film for, you know, like I've probably shot what 15, 20 years worth of film, a lot of it Fuji film. Um, uh, so I have to scan, you know, old um, large format um, transparencies and, you know, medium format. So I'm looking forward to all that. That's a project. Yeah. Scanning, or, yeah, that, yeah, that's definitely a project. <laughs> or if, yeah. if anyone out there wants to come and scan for me. <laughs> yeah. You know, before we started recording, you were talking about uh, uh, uploading your images and how long it's taking. Talk about that a little bit. Like, what, how long, how, how much data are you moving and how long has it been, has it been taking to get up into the cloud? Um, it's about 64 terabytes. Um, and uh, that I'm still missing like 20 terabytes. It's on a hard drive that's being <laughs> retrieved, forensically retrieved at the moment. Um, that's another story. But um, yeah, so it's all moving up. I just I just felt because I'm, you know, a little bit between here and Sweden and and I just want to have more access to everything and make sure it's all stored. It just seems silly, you know, to to have it all on hard drives. Um, so um, that's been, you know, slowly over the last nine months kind of been feeding up into, into various clouds. Uh, but also what I was saying with, with everyone now at home, there's five of us here, everyone is on, you know, homeschooling and, you know, meetings, Zoom meetings all the time or, or you know, conference calls. And, uh, and it's been a very slow process because I've had to kind of control what goes up, what comes down, you know, in terms of download and upload. And mm -hmm. um, so it's been, yeah, it's been quite painful. But at the same time, you know, we've been home for three, four months doing nothing. So, you know, it's it's been okay. Yeah, well, you, you, you're using the time wisely, right? Because it's like, better get it done now, because when you get busy again, it'll be another five, 10 years before you can get around to it. <laughs> yeah. so. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, Katarina, thank you so much for taking the time today. What's what's the URL for your website? You want to say that so it's, we can make sure people know where you are? Yeah, it's uh, katarinapremforce.com. Um, okay. Not the easiest name. Um, and uh, the same, the Instagram is the same. Okay, Katarina Premforce, perfect. And I'll link to that in the in the blog post as, as well as the uh, the description in the YouTube video for this episode. Uh, well, thanks again. Thank you for doing this. Thanks for taking the time out of your day or evening. I'm guessing we're at eleven or almost noon Pacific time here. What yeah, time is it there? It's twenty to eleven. Oh, it's late. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I get up at five in the morning, so I'll have a few hours. <laughs> That's the spirit. Right? <laughs> okay, Katarina, thank you so much uh, for your you time today. And congratulations on everything you're working on. The work is fantastic. And um, yeah, I would encourage people that are watching this to head over to phoblographer.com to check out the written piece, which goes into a lot more detail on the project and, and some of the other things that you're working on. So thank you so much. Thank I appreciate you. it. Thank you. This is Twitter.